This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first, listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Man Celebrity Interview, we talk to a Halloween icon, Sven Rich Coase joins us, and we'll talk about all things Halloween, about his show, about how he knows Elvira, <laughs> possibly Dracula, maybe count the count, count the ways, how good the show's going to be. One, two, three. <laughs> Sounds like three. Jackie Mason a little bit. Hey, that Minutia Man Celebrity Interview on Spotify, OPI shows.com wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network this is free kicks and now free kicks free kicks with illinois youth soccer association's director of coaching adam howarth and rick kemper here we are, back near the pitch, ready to discuss uh, another uh, not quite as exciting weekend of Premier League soccer. Uh, what did you think, Adam? A little, uh, little on yeah. the snoozy it's side? A, yeah, a little drab, a little bit snoozy, like you said. It was not the best. There was a couple of good matches, but overall, I think there was a little bit of after effects from a lot of these teams playing midweek in Europe and different things. So, yeah, I, not I, great, but I saw but the, still uh, the Liverpool coach, uh, Jurgen Klopp, uh, complaining about the uh, the difficult schedule that they're facing. But, uh, yes. you know, it is what it is. All the other teams that are in that uh, same boat are in that same boat. So, you mm-hmm. just have to figure out a way to overcome it. And it is, you know, it's a disadvantage in the Premier League for sure. Yeah. And they just have to figure out a way to overcome it. Now, uh, the other, the good news is that the reason that they're in that position is because they're great teams. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, success breeds more competition, right? So they right. get they're having to play more games. I mean, it's just it's the way it is. Uh, I mean, a team like Liverpool, obviously competing on so many fronts and and also going so deep in competitions, that that makes it difficult for them. But. You know, I think the the travel was tough, and obviously during this time, it's always they're they're probably having to be over cautious, making sure players are safe and managers and and all the staff. So it makes makes it a little bit more uh, stressful. And they did they squeaked out a uh, a Champions League victory in midweek uh, yeah. against uh, Ajax, and then uh, you know Ajax went back home and took it out on their league. If I if I'm not mistaken, you sent me a text. Was it thirteen to nothing, twelve to nothing? What was the final score? Yeah, thirteen nothing. VW Menlo they beat. Uh, unbelievable score. Yeah, I mean it's when you look at those types of games. It was I think it was only three or four nothing at half time. So the the team self capitulated at the in the second half. They just decided not to play, but to lose thirteen nil at home. Tough. Yeah, that's bad. It's, it's one of those games where the coach screams out, okay, five passes before you shoot. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right? right. So exactly. how would you like to be in Liverpool right now uh, at the top of the table, tied uh, based on a different uh, goal differential, Everton yeah. and Liverpool, the Blues and the Reds in first place? Amazing. It's great, great for you. You're, you're, you would you say <laughs> Liverpool is your favorite city or one of the favorite cities you've ever been to? I, I've never been. You've I, never been. I've I never. Thought you, been. I thought you. 
No, I, I want to go. I want to go oh. very badly, you know, as a Beatles fanatic. Yeah, and, you know, sure. And, and by the way, you know, the Beatles were a mixed mixed marriage too because Paul yeah. was an Everton man and John was a Liverpool man. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah, you get a, you get a lot of those. You get some of the, half of the family sometimes are split between Everton and Liverpool when they get married and all kinds of things. It gets brother really against brother. It's north yeah, versus yeah. south. It's uh, one side of the Mersey versus the other yeah. side of the Mersey. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they're the top two teams. Thirteen points and uh, going strong. Uh, it's funny that Everton has a, a much better goal difference than Liverpool. Obviously, Way that seven-two, 7-2 drubbing that Liverpool suffered earlier in the year kind of hurt them. But they still scored fifteen goals. They still got a plus-one goal difference, even though they. So, are you officially are you officially going to bring that game up every week now? Is that I tried the- to, <laughs> tried to. Yeah, there was yeah the, the, the seven goals. Absolutely, well, I don't see why not. I, I need to do that for Todd, but our local Villa fan. So I've got to make sure I keep him happy. Absolutely. All right. So Everton did lose this week to Southampton. Um, Liverpool beat Sheffield. So that's how they're they're tied now at the top of the table. Um, right. And, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you about some of the teams that are floundering, the teams that we thought would be up there. As some of these teams are really in bad shape right now, if you look at the table, we've got Chelsea in 10th, Man mm-hmm. City in 13th, and man, mm-hmm. you in fifteenth. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah it's tough. I, I I think the reasoning I I can see where Chelsea is. Lots of new players trying right. to figure things out. So I can kind of understand that a little bit. Manchester City. Um, I don't know. I think they've they what one two drawn two lost one. They them and Man United do have a game in hand. Right, that's so if true. They win that game in hand, they would probably be up a little higher. But that being said, they still haven't fired on all cylinders. Uh, Manchester United, again, very inconsistent. You know, they got thumped by Tottenham one week and then they blew out another team the next week. So it, it's kind of difficult to really predict where they're coming from. I think, again, Man United do a few new signings. There was a lot of controversy about their Ajax. Uh, midfielder not playing much this weekend. Donny right. van der Beek, he's sitting on the bench. You know, they paid 35 million, 35, 40 million for him, and he doesn't even get in the game. Yeah, um, that's so true. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer had to come out today and actually talk a little bit about, you know, well, he's still part of our plans. Don't worry about that. Well, um, I mean, also then, the question is can, can Pogba and Bruno and uh, van der Beek, uh, can, can yeah. they all, can they coexist? That's that's a good that's a good question. You know, that's the thing. They, from what I I've seen and heard, I mean, realistically, and I think Liverpool is probably a good example of this. When you look at the teams that do really well, they have strength in every position. There's, they're they're too deep, right? And I think Manchester United, and to a lesser extent, um, you know, Manchester City, they've always been too deep for the most part, and certainly Chelsea now. They're still trying to figure out the pecking order of their too deep in every spot. So once they figure that out, I think they're going to move up. um, And it normally averages out how everything goes because it's a long season. They play 38 games. It's, it's, you know, nothing's going to be won or lost in the first five or six. It's just, are they staying within uh, distance? But 
the the great thing about the league is everybody's lost. You know, right. remember last year, you know, we had two teams that were just flying so far ahead of everybody, nobody could catch them. So now there's a lot more parity in the league, which I think is going to make for a much more interesting season. I agree. And and there's a couple of other things to remember about some of these teams. Like, for instance, Man City, yeah. uh, De Bruyne has been injured. Yeah. You know, Aguero has not been at full speed. In fact, I think he's injured again, isn't he? Yeah, he just went off injured again from the yeah. last game, yeah. And Chelsea, uh, yes, they've got all these new players they're trying to figure out. Um, I, I think they're still trying to figure out their formation. You know, they, they went with a three in the back this past week. Yeah. And they did finally stop the goals from coming in, but now they didn't have any offense. <laughs> so I know isn't that, isn't that how it works? Yeah. yeah, he was he was probably pretty happy that he the last two games, even in the European Champions League, when they tied Sevilla in the week, they didn't concede a goal there. So two nil nil draws, right? Which was great from a defensive standpoint, but again, like you said, offensively. With uh, all the firepower that they have to be yeah. coming in at nil-nil is is right. not acceptable, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they should have had a penalty. True. Not to bring in that game. True. I mean, I don't know. I think there was – I think I, – well, Is it, was it against the rules now to tackle somebody like that? Yeah. And by the I neck? Think it was <laughs> a little bit of a wrestling move. <laughs> I, I, I heard somebody say, wouldn't it be fun if you had all these wrestling moves allowed in – soccer games oh my god had it would be a free-for-all <laughs> jumping off the corner flag with 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 chairs but um <laughs> no i think the interesting thing is you know even though they even though chelsea uh did a did a fine job defensively it's the big money players they spent like you mentioned they're, the, right. they're not scoring we're still trying to in team Verno. He, he's given himself chances, but he's just not clicking yet. And, right. and I think it's all of these players are there. Same thing with, with Manchester United. They've got some new players. And Cavani came in. I think he looked fairly sharp when he first yeah, came in. That little back heel um, thing that looked uh, Yeah, exactly. Fancy. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh, and then obviously Manchester City, they've got so much depth, but Sterling's not scoring. Right. You know, he's, been, he's, he's given himself lots of chances, but just not scoring. Well, you know, he's he, it's it's when he's the only guy up there that you're worried about, it's a little easier to to uh to cover him. Yeah. yeah. Although Mara is true. still I don't. There's so much talent on Man City. I I'm I'm really surprised that they're not doing better, but we'll see. I'm yeah. sure they I'm sure they'll turn it around. They've got too much too much ability. Um, well, they, like I said, they win their game in hand, they're in fifth spot. That's how that's how close everything is. Yeah, that's true. That's a great way of looking at it. So let's talk about some of the other teams that are kind of in that uh, top 10 now, but as you yeah. mentioned, may not be in a few days. But uh, as of right now on this, at the day we tape this, we have Leeds in sixth, Southampton in seventh, and Crystal Palace in eighth. Do you yeah. think any of those teams are for real and are any of them going to be hunting for the top six uh, by the end of the season? I think Crystal Palace is that's no, they, yeah. they just don't have it. I mean, they're very direct in the way they play. I think I looked at a statistic. They hit the most long balls in the division, right? That's old so English soccer there. Exactly. So they're very much one dimensional. They do have some good talented players in Saha and, Andres Townsend, they can score some goals, but again, they're very direct. Southampton has been a surprise. Um, 
you know, they, they've come through. They actually lost their first couple of games, I believe, and they've won four straight. Yeah. So they've done really well in terms of – And against good teams they, too. And it, Yeah, exactly. I, I should say they won three of their last four. They, they did uh, draw with Chelsea uh, last week. Um, but I think for me, the team that I think can do it is Leeds United. Really? I think – yeah, I think they've got the manager. Yeah. Um, fantastic result against um, – you know, on the weekend when they won three nothing, which was really a really good result for them, and what was great about how they played, and they beat a, an Aston Villa team that was obviously unbeaten up until that point. Right. But their their players are not necessarily big names, but they're just exceeding how well they're doing, and they're just enjoying themselves. You can see how much enjoyment is going on with that team, and I think that comes from the manager. So, if I was to say a top six potential. I'm going to throw in Leeds United, which would be a great first season for them. They do remind me a little bit of the Wolves when they first came up. Yes. Um, uh, with, you know, as much talent as they had and a and a very strong manager and kind of an identity, like a team identity. Yeah. It right, would be exactly. so great if they could have fans there, though, because uh, everything I've heard about Leeds United is the uh, – the support from the town and the, the the all the people that come to the games it's just so intense that playing there becomes a huge advantage yeah totally i mean and to be fair they won that game on the road this yeah, past weekend so that gives you a good idea of where they're at but you're right it's 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 a absolutely crazy um area in terms of you know yorkshire in england the fans absolutely go nuts for that team and so they come out and support them. Um, I know there's been some documentaries that they put together about following their team. And they, they were in the doldrums. But for a long time, they were England's best team. So they, they've, they've, they're definitely making an impression in the, the first time since they've been back in the top flight for you know, probably 15, 16 years, if I remember. You know, this is off topic completely, but... Uh... One of my favorite shows is Downton Abbey. I watch it with my wife. Yeah. And and now that I'm familiar with the names of all these Premier League clubs, I notice how often, and because that show takes place in Yorkshire. Yeah. And you notice how often they mention, like, you know, Leeds or they mm-hmm. mention, you know, the other towns that are in that area. It's, it just makes mm-hmm. it more fun. Yeah, sure, sure. Get to know it. Exactly. All right, we have some games coming up this weekend. We're hoping for a little bit better of a of a uh, weekend this week. So let's uh, pick the games. Here we go. Rick and, Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam pick the scores. All right, so some good games. I think uh, this first one I want to talk to you about is Liverpool against West Ham. West Ham yeah. has been surprising. Yeah, there's a team that's kind of jumping up as well. You know, they've been doing real well. Um, obviously a good result on the road uh, at home against Man City considering a year before that they lost them 5-1 they drew with them 1-1 but now they play Liverpool so two (laughs) back-to-back games it's just tough Man City, Liverpool back-to-back but I think Liverpool still still the team to beat in my opinion Uh, I think it's a a comfortable uh, 2-0 victory for the pool I have it as a 3-2 game um, Mm. because uh I still think that uh, the defense of Liverpool is is beatable. Yeah. Um, and so Liverpool's going to have to be outscoring some teams this year without uh, Virgil van Dijk. But they can do it. 
They've got For they've sure. certainly got the firepower to do it. The only problem with West Ham is they just Michael Antonio, he went off injured in that last game. Oh, he whoops. might be out for a couple of weeks. Tempt. So no. <laughs> so he might be so their goal scoring uh, might go down a little bit. But okay. you never know. Well, hey, you never well. Know. I I've I've said it out loud now, I can't take it back. All right, we've exactly. got Newcastle at home against Everton, top of the table. So yeah. what what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, Newcastle, pretty average. I think they're going to be down there in the bottom half of the table, really not doing too, too much. Um, and Everton, I think if they can fight and get back to winning ways, I think I'm going to give them a, a, a 1-0 victory away from home. That's exactly what I said, 1-0. Okay. All right. We got Man U uh, trying to turn it around. Now they're up against Arsenal. Yeah, should be a good one. Um, I think uh, Arsenal struggled a little bit on the weekend. A um, little bit, bit of a tough match for them in terms of Leicester obviously losing in the last minute right. to a Jamie Vardy goal. <laughs> Jamie I Vardy. Like, I know you like saying that. I do. <laughs> um, so Man United, I think, just going to have a bit too much for Arsenal, especially at home. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. For Man United, are you peeking at my picks here? Because no, I also yeah. has it as a, a, a two to one win for Man U. All right, so we have two of the new teams up against each other this week: Fulham versus West Brom. Yeah, two teams that are basically fighting for to stay up. I think both of These them have teams. to win this game, right? Don't you think? <laughs> when I look, I, I'm just looking at their last five games. Fulham. Have lost four of their last five, and West Brom has actually drawn three of their last five. But uh, so I, I'm going to go with uh, probably out of the two. This is a tough one because I, I actually quite like the way Fulham played the other day. I'm going to go with a one-one draw. All right, I've got West Brom winning it two-nil uh, for okay. no reason whatsoever, other than they've <laughs> got a few more points. All right, and this one I think is one of the games of the weekend. It leads United uh, versus yeah. Leicester City. Yeah, this should be a real good one as well. Um, like I said, we've, we've been singing the praises of Leeds all, all season so far and how, how well they're doing. And, uh, and Leicester's off to a good start as well. Got that late win on the weekend. So I think this could be a really good match. And I'm going to go with a 3-2 Leeds victory. Lots of goals. All right, I've got it at two to two. And by the way, the 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 six four game you predicted last week ended up zero zero. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> okay. I really thought there were going to be a ton of goals scored in that game. Too. I did too. I did too. So you know, uh, we are a part of a big network. Uh, the uh, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They're celebrating their sixth anniversary. We also are part of a little family here called the uh, with the Opie shows uh, produced by Tony Lasano. And if you haven't checked out some of these shows, I, I highly recommend them. There's two other shows that I do. I'm, I'm a part of a show called Minutia Men. Another one, the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This week we're uh, interviewing Sven Gulli, Rich Coes uh, for Halloween. But uh, I, I highly recommend you go check them out. Please do. It's Opie Shows. Com. We've got much more coming up on this show. Uh, we're going to take a break, but we'll be back with our uh, discussion of what's happening here in Chicago. We'll have our guest, the Premier League star, Adam's TV tip, and more all coming up right after this. 
I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we single-handedly reformed the state of Yugoslavia. It'll be all that and more on And Friends. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You. I have no idea how to describe what just happened. Wait till people hear how impressive it was that Steve knows the presidents of the United United States in order without Googling it. Yeah, I went to school. Catch the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. And before we get to what's happening in your office, I just want to remind everybody that we've sanitized all Opi shows for your protection. You should still wear a mask. <laughs> Help prevent the spread of COVID-19 by following the CDC guidelines. You will be saving the world. Oh, and, and be sure to also wash your hands. Uh, that's just a public ser- service announcement from your good pals, uh, Rick and Adam. All right. Now, let's uh, let's check into what is happening here in Chicago. I've got some audio. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. So it's getting difficult. All uh, so many states are having surges in COVID. How is that affecting uh, the office here in Chicago? Yeah, it's it's getting tougher. Uh, we're still we're still moving along here. Obviously, we, we're having to adhere strictly to these COVID uh, new guidelines. And I know there probably is going to be an announcement this week concerning uh, how things are going to move forward from an indoor standpoint. I mean. You saw the weather. I mean, when I yeah. popped out, I mean, snow, for goodness sake. It's not even, I, I think you even mentioned it. It's not even Halloween yet. Yeah, it's come snow. on. That's not fair. <laughs> and I was hoping to get a few more rounds of golf in this week. Oh, well, never yeah. mind. Um, but we'll see. So, but from from our standpoint, the, big, the biggest thing for us is, you know, we've got our Olympic development program. Registration is open. Really excited to be able to do this. We, we have two of probably the best facilities in the Chicagoland area. And we do have groups that are going to be players that are going to be coming in from all over the Chicago land area. So we've got to be really careful in terms of our, our protocols and making sure we have static groups and following everything that we've been talking about. But so we're, what we're going to do actually on Thursday evening at eight o'clock, uh, we're going to be doing a little presentation open to everybody. I think registration will be open uh, this week. So a little Zoom call. Uh, we love our Zoom calls. So where people can... <laughs> just find out a little bit about what ODP is. You know, it's just kind of a, we're going to call it ODP 101, intro to ODP, however you want to do it. Hey, if my kid's interested, I know what ODP is about, let me know. But basically, it's a, what's great about it is it's a talent identification program. And it's not, we're not worried about winning games. We're not worried about uh, scoring more goals than the other teams. We're worried about identifying players to maybe put them in, situations where they could be identified by potentially u.s soccer scouts so that's kind of the plan and the the program so we have that on thursday and then uh registration will be open through next week so just make sure you get that information any questions they can contact me okay and all of that is via zoom right yeah so we're going to do that zoom call on on thursday um and then obviously if they go to our website they'll be able to find some information they'll do a little social media uh, but uh, blast! I'm sure today and tomorrow, uh, so then people will know exactly what it is. 
And then we've also got courses, obviously. We're busy with our courses. So anybody interested in taking the new D license in a blended learning format, contact me. We've got lots of spots open, especially in those last couple of courses. And when we do the Zoom, remember, Jeffrey Tubman is not welcome. That's all uh, <laughs> you have to say. All right, here we go. Time now to guess the Premier League star. All right, let's see how you do today. I've got a good feeling about this one today. Really? Uh, yes, okay. I think you're going to get this one. All right. He's 33 years old, so we're talking about another well-established player. Right? He's okay. play, playing professionally in his fourth different country. <clears throat> now, the first one was his home country. The second one was the country of his heritage. And he won the golden boot there twice. Okay. The third one was just for money. <laughs> and so is okay. this one. Okay. Okay. Um, he has over 100 caps for his national team. And he has scored 50 goals for them, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of the, one of the biggest goal scorers in the world. He has scored 353 goals in his professional career. Wow. Yeah. There's only two players that have scored more. He's yeah. 33, you're saying? 33. Is this, did we talk about him briefly earlier today? Perhaps. Is he just tra- is does he just move to Manchester United this this year? He did. Okay. <laughs> is it Edison Cavani? Very good. Very wow. good. Yes. There you go. He has played in three World Cups and an Olympics. Wow. Uh, his, uh, you know, he wears number seven now. Um, but mm-hmm. he is—he's one of the biggest goal scorers in history. Yeah, didn't realize that. To be fair, um, didn't know too much about his goal scoring for us, just because he hasn't been around the Premier League that much. And obviously, we've only seen him in World Cups, so he's always been an impact at World Cups. Obviously, that's true. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, over 116 appearances for the Ur- Uruguayan national team. Him and uh, our buddy there, Luis Suarez. That's right. You know, obviously taking a bite out of uh, a lot of teams. I saw them play in uh, 2010 in South Africa when uh, okay when I was there for the World Cup, which was one of the highlights of my life going to the World Cup. Yeah, who did they play? <clears throat> they played against. Uh, Oh, who did they play against? Was it Germany? Mm. I, you be. know, I, I went to whatever game I could get tickets for. Yeah, yeah. sure. You know, sure. H- however that is. Uh, but uh, yeah, we saw Uruguay. And at that time they had uh, Suarez and uh, Forlan, I believe, was the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Diego Forlan. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Played for Man United for a little bit. Right. Yeah, he was a good striker. Yeah. And Cavani I mean, was the to... young guy at that time. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, they've always had good teams. They've always been consistent, consistent, done consistently well in World Cups. Obviously, I think they actually won the very first one. I think they won the first two. Yeah, first two. Okay. So there you go. All right. It's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. tip. Okay. We mentioned some of the games coming up this weekend. Any of those float your boat or is there something else out there? I mean, you know, the Leeds-Leicester game I think is going to be a good one in terms of just because of how the teams are doing. But I'm I'm still going to have to go back to – I'm a traditionalist in terms of these games. And when you look at the the major teams playing against each other, whenever you get Man United against Arsenal – that's always a game worth watching just because 
You're going to have superstar players on view. It's going to be a lot of intrigue in terms of how things happen. Sometimes the result puts the pressure on the manager. So I'm going to go with Manchester United, Arsenal, Sunday, 10.30 a.m. And we don't have to worry about all these other channels. It's on NBC. (laughs) Should be a good one. I feel sorry for NBC because the games they've picked the last few weeks have turned out to be the worst games of the week. (laughs) That's true. That is true. So let's hope Uh, this one does better. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully this one's a bit better. You're right. Um, yes, those are the those are the powerhouses, and uh, we would like to see them play against each other. And hopefully, uh, they start making their way back up the uh, up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to uh, find out more about us, you can check us out. We're on Twitter, aren't we, uh, Adam? We certainly are. What's our handle? It's at Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Okay, so that's pretty easy to find. You can mm-hmm. tell a friend to listen to us on Spotify. Go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts. Search for Radio Misfits like to uh, give special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com and opi in case you're wondering what the heck is opi it's it's hippo backwards he used to host a show called the nude hippo and that's that's uh, where where that comes from opishows.com o-p-p-i-h shows.com distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits Great Talk Radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report and Formed Automotive, you won't believe how Chevy shipped their Vegas on the train. Plus, we take a look at some great American station wagons. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast at Old Pie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you missed Losano or Losano and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I mean, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and yeah. most of the right stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC.
NBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You I think know. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really? I do, I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what very I'm few guys can do that. Right. There's Everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys. I mean, literally, there are guys that, you know, Tom Thompson. It's like, really? <laughs> you think we're that stupid? <laughs> we can't remember your name? Did you have to name yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called.